All right, welcome to another exciting episode of Until Dawn. My name is Koi, and with me, as always, is my beautiful wife, Felicia. Hello, everyone. Well, we've had a pretty busy week this week. We uh, went to Kansas City, went to Rockfest, which was a lot of fun. We, we used to go every year, but we how long? The last two years we haven't went? Yeah. So it was nice to go up there again and do that. Very hot. It was so hot. We're getting we're getting too old for that shit. <laughs> it's hot and crowded and getting too old. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Especially once it started cooling off. Yeah. It's much more enjoyable. While we were up there, I was really hoping to get in touch with Jason Kupsik from the Ectoplasm show. Yeah, I was really hoping to be able to go to Big Rip Brewing and have some beers and just talk paranormal stuff and podcast stuff and yeah stuff <laughs> just stuff but hopefully i know we will be back up there towards the middle slash end of july so yeah but unfortunately we're gonna miss the kansas city paracon i think that's august 4th 3rd 4th i don't know i gotta confirm those days it's somewhere on august 4th but we miss that every year because it's always the week we go on vacation yeah. So we got to change our vacation time or something. So we quit <laughs> missing it because I'm always really disappointed that we don't get to go to that. If you would like more information on the Kansas City Paracon, you can go to kansascityparacon.net. They have all the information there on their website. And it is August 4th and 5th. So make sure you try to go to that and don't miss it. This weekend, I'll be heading out to Alton, Illinois. I'm going to be doing an investigation at the Mineral Springs Hotel. This will be the third time I've investigated it. The first time I investigated was with the Paranormal Task Force out of St. Louis area. The second time was when we did it together at, with the Lips out of Columbia. And this time it'll be, I'm going with your mother again. and. It's just a few different ladies meeting up to investigate. And we're, we'll be there all night, so it should be pretty good. And there's only a few of us, so that'll be nice. You know, less risk of contamination. What do you remember from your last investigations? The one we did with Paranormal Task Force and with LIPS? The one with Paranormal Task Force, I remember us being in the pool. Was it the ladies or men's? It was the men's pool. And I remember that we both... First, I think you had got the feeling on your legs of something kind of touching you. You didn't say what it was, but you, you had got that feeling. And I was on the opposite side of the room, and then I got the same feeling, and we kind of mentioned it at the same time. So that was really cool, kind of that staticky feeling mm -hmm. up and down your legs. I also got really sick there. I don't know if you remember. Like the nausea, just not feeling well. I went back to the command, and I kind of laid my head down. And actually, when I got in there, there was another man in there, and he had he got the exact same symptoms in the same area. So he was actually in there, too, laying down. So that was kind of cool, just to have the same experience as someone else. Now, Mineral Springs is an antique mall, and it has, a, what is it, Museum of... The torture Tor Museum. Yeah, which is really cool, but it has a lot of really cool history behind it. So I think we should do a future podcast yeah. on it. Yeah, we could really do an entire episode just on Mineral Springs. Yeah, and so we'll put that on the list. What else do we got going on? Let's see. Lots of stuff in Alton, Illinois. 
It's such a cool place to visit. Um, we're going to the Haunted American Conference. That is when? What is the dates on that? That's coming up in June 23rd and 24th. That's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really excited because actually the Friday before, we're going to be meeting up with some people from History Goes Bump at the Limp Mansion. We're going to have a lunch. Just having lunch at the Limp Mansion is good in itself. Because if you haven't ate there... It's incredible. The food's really good. But Fried I'm really chicken. excited to see Diane and Denise again. They're yes. really awesome. We met them last year. At, at the, the conference, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. If you've never been to that conference, that's one that's amazing to go to. They always have really good speakers. Lots of inter like interesting stuff. Really cool things to see. Like the uh, Traveling Occult Museum. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I would love to have all that stuff. No. I like to collect weird, odd things. No. My it's, creepy dolls. I love creepy dolls. Yeah, My favorite thing about that is it's traveling and not traveling here. <laughs> not traveling home with us. Right. Yeah. All right, so let's take a quick break and dive into our main topic, the Banshee. sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed. A chill at the back of the neck. Groans, creaks, and bumps in the night. Man has always been frightened by the dark. Troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights. Occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding. The Banshee is a female spirit in Irish and Scottish mythology usually seen as an omen of death and as a messenger from the underworld. I wouldn't say mythology. I think she's real. She's actually a fairy. Um, you're laughing at me. <laughs> um, Banshee actually means fairy woman. And I don't think fairies are mythological. I believe in them. If you believe in Bigfoot, I can believe in fairies and gnomes. In the Ozarks, there's gnomes in the Ozarks. <laughs> Just like Bigfoot, right? There is Bigfoot in the Ozarks. Right. <laughs> so in Irish legend, a banshee wails around a house if someone in the house is about to die. A lot of people think that maybe the banshee causes death, but she doesn't. She's actually there to warn the family about the death to come. That way they can prepare for it. Banshees have been more heard than seen. However, when they have been seen, they have been described in different ways. One way has been as an old hag with long white hair, red eyes from crying, and wearing a green dress. Another description is a deathly pale woman with long flowy red hair in a white dress with red eyes. Another description has been a beautiful woman with silver white hair wearing a long shimmering dress carrying a silver comb. She also has red eyes from crying. The comb detail is also related to a centuries-old traditional Irish story that if you ever see a comb laying on the ground in Ireland, never pick it up, or the banshee that is supposed to have placed it there in order to lure unsuspecting humans will actually take the gullible humans away, which doesn't sound very liable or... I don't know. I hate it when people touch my combs at work. So I could see that. <laughs> but I don't think you're going to steal them off. <laughs> I could. If it's my favorite combs. 
One of the last descriptions is also called the washerwoman, and it'll be a lady down at the river, and she'll be washing the bloodstained clothes of a person that is about to die. It's also said the armor for Beck in the day when they would have been wearing armor. One thing that's in common with all of the descriptions is that she always has red eyes from crying. All right, so going back to the legend and what a banshee is beyond being either a ghost or a fairy. There are particular families in Ireland that believe to have banshees actually attached to them and whose cries would herald the death of a family member. Traditionally, when a citizen of an Irish village died, a woman would sing a lamnet, which in Irish means to weep or to wail at their funeral. And these singers would be sometimes referred to as keeners, and the best keeners in the villages would actually be in extremely high demand and would travel from village to village. Other legends has it that the great Gaelic families, the O'Grady's, the O'Neill's, and the O'Brien's, and the O'Connor's, and some other families as well, the laminate would, would be sung by a fairy woman, and having the foresight, she would sing the laminate when a family member died, even if that person had died far away and the news of their death had not yet come. So that the wailing of the banshee would be the first warning to a household of a death. It's also said that when several banshees appeared at once, it indicated the death of someone great or holy. So the first time that I ever heard about a banshee was back in high school. And I had a friend tell me about one that they had heard. And it, it was such a creepy story and it really freaked me out. And so it just kind of stuck with me always. And I actually had sent them a message and asked them, if they would send me their story so that I could share it. So I'm going to read you their story right now. Back in the early 80s, when I was about nine years old, we lived in rural... I can't say that word. Rural? <laughs> yeah. Rural, southwest Missouri. Occasionally, I would ride with my great-grandmother up to visit with my great-great-grandmother, who lived by herself in a turn-of-the-century style house deep in the Ozark Hills. We arrived at about 10 a.m. on a quiet spring morning. We both ex exited the truck and began to walk toward the house. Then, without warning, we heard a terrible screaming coming from inside the house. I froze in fear. My great-grandmother told me to get back in the truck and lock the door. She then ran into the house toward the screaming. Once she got to the door, the screaming stopped. She checked on my great-great-grandmother to make sure she was okay, and then she came back out to get me. My great-great-grandmother said that she never heard any of the screaming. Coming from a Scottish-Irish family, my aunt and great-grandmother told me that it was a banshee. Sadly, within a few months, my great-great-grandmother passed away. My family told, that, told me that the banshee's scream was to warn us of her coming death. I will never forget that day. I don't think I would forget that either. No. It's pretty scary. From things that I've read online, it's just the most creepy sound. I've tried to look up different ways that it was described, and some of them were weird, like a cat meowing, turning into like a lady screaming. But cats are terrible in general, so. Yeah, cats are freaky. I don't, I'm not a cat person. I just lo lost all the listeners. Everybody likes cats but me, I feel like, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I like cats. They're just evil. Yeah. Here's another story that I found on thecryptocrew.com. 
I'm not sure if you guys do anything paranormal outside the U.S., especially not Bigfoot related. Now you're going to go to that website because it's all Bigfoot related, Whoa. right? Yeah. I personally thought them to be legends and old stories, but last Tuesday I had an encounter that can only be explained by that. If you guys don't know what a banshee is, to roughly explain it, they are a creature or spirit that is assigned to families. Some people view them as good things, some as bad. They are said to be heard crying or screaming when someone in your family is about to die as a form of mourning. I live in a small farmhouse in a pretty rural that word again. <laughs> Why can't people live in the city? Area of Ireland, which isn't saying much as most of the Ireland is rural anyway. I heard what sounded like at first the screaming sound that cats make when they have a standoff, but it slowly started to transform into a constant ringing scream coming from the distance. It was coming from a field next to my next to me, which is locally nicknamed the far bog. That is, as it is just that, a bog marsh that is far away from anything in particular. I panicked and thought that someone had gotten stuck in the bog, which, which is actually a common way of death here, sadly. So I called the guards, the Irish police, and ran outside to try to find her. When I got to the bog, I saw a woman standing upright on a stone wall that borders the bog. She had her head tilted upwards and was screaming so loudly that it actually caused some pain. She appeared to be wearing a flowing dress of some sort. This freaked me out as I presumed it was some drugged, drugged up drunk person and I ran back inside and waited for the guards to come. A single patrol car came up a few minutes later but the screaming had stopped by then. I explained to them exactly what had happened and they were actually the first to mention the possibility that it was a banshee. They mentioned that this sort of, thing, this sort of call happens every few years. They officially wrote it down as a drunken, disorderly person on a private property who left but then told me to call all of my immediate family to make sure everything was okay, as they both believed it was a banshee. I did just that and sadly found out that my mother had passed away in her sleep that night. The funeral was just a few days ago and since then I have been transfixed by the story of the banshee and I have looked up as much information as I can. I couldn't imagine the cops coming up to me and being like, oh, that was probably a banshee when you heard a woman screaming. <laughs> Sounds like they didn't want to do any paperwork to me. <laughs> so what do you think about the banshee? Oh, I have to answer first. Yeah. I think it sounds really creepy. I don't know. Do you think... The it idea freaks me out. Like, the idea of something screaming... I don't know. I've heard of like coyotes at night and that scares me. So yeah. I can't imagine like that. That was so scary. What do you think? I think it's, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know how much of it. I want to think that it's completely all true. It is. It's a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a fairy or if it's a, a spirit. Someone that, cause I've also read stuff where it says that, the Banshee is possibly a spirit of a young woman that has passed on and then now overlooks the family and the wailing is because of her sadness. Could be urban legend. Could be. I mean, there's definitely someone that would sing or wail at Irish funerals. That was my stomach wailing. <laughs> <laughs> So you think a banshee is a fairy? 
I'm gonna go with fairy. You're going fairy because I like the, the idea. That's your fairies. final answer. Yes, and gnomes. <laughs> that's who messes up the house and still no, socks. That's, that's our who children. Still socks out of the dryer. That's our children. No, they told me it wasn't them. Oh. I believe them. Call me Golden Bull. Well, our, our, some of our children are short, so they they're gnomish. <laughs> yeah, I'm gnomish too. Yes. So you think the banshee is harmful or dangerous? Is it luring people with, off with its silver combs to steal them? No, I don't believe that. I think that's some like an old wives' tale to keep children from picking up stuff that doesn't belong to them and getting head lice. Yes. Yeah, I believe that. That's the banshee protects people from head lice. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to know if any of our listeners have a story about a banshee because I'm really am fascinated by it. And I've really had a hard time finding any online. So if you do have one, I would love for you to email it to me or send it to us on Facebook. Yeah, I also find that really interesting that there's not more stories out there. So I'd like to hear some too, if anybody has any. Or just, you know, share whatever your opinion is on Banshees. If you think they're real or if they're fake or if they're spirits. Or if they're fairies. Or if they're fairies. Do you got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, I think that does it for Banshees then. Find us on Facebook at Until Dawn Podcast. You can also find us at Instagram at Until Dawn Podcast. We're always posting new stuff on both of those. Usually we're posting pictures when we're recording new shows. Also, when we go to different locations to investigate, I try to post new photos from all the different locations. Anytime we're doing something new, I just, I try to keep those two websites pretty updated. I think they usually post to our Twitter account too. Yeah. We also, we're on Twitter at Until Dawn Podcast as well. And anything that we post on our Facebook or Instagram usually carries over to Twitter as well. I also share a lot of paranormal news that I find online as well. You can also just email us if you want to get in contact with us at untildawnpodcast at gmail.com and you guys can email us anything you want really any show ideas you have or questions or suggestions for the podcast or complaints or complaints <laughs> and like we said last week or actually I guess it was the week before last we also have a phone number now so you guys can call us leave a voicemail or I just might pick up and see what you have to say you can also send us text messages, and that phone number is 913-703-3296. Or, because I, I was very proud of this, 913-703-DAWN. That took a lot of work. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> I know you are. You got anything else? Yes, rate and review us on iTunes. That's right. Also, we're on Podbean. I think you can review us there. I don't know if you can review us, but I know you can leave comments on the episodes. I know that iTunes does not make it easy to no, review. You, no, you actually have to search for the podcast and then click on reviews and then click write a review. Yeah, definitely not easy. No. It's a lot of work. Right. But we do have a, quite a few five-star reviews, and those help a lot. It makes it a lot easier for people to find us when they're searching for podcasts. And hopefully they're searching for this one. Hopefully. I think that's it. That's that it. covers it. All right. Until next time, I'm Coy. I'm Felicia. And this is Until Dawn.